Welcome to another Keel Hall Podcast. I'm your host, Captain Logan, and we've got a lot of Sea of Thieves news to cover today, so tie yourselves to the mast and hold fast. Ahoy there, pirates. I hope you had yourselves a good week and a good weekend. I know I did. This week, we're going to be talking a little bit more about Fort of the Damned and some of the things that we realized were coming in with the first week, as well as some stories from the community. All that and more on this week's episode of Keel Hall Podcast. <laughs> First up on today's docket, let's talk about the weekly dev update video that we got from Rare. As always, Rare is so kind in giving us something to look forward to or to talk about. And this week is no different. We're actually finding out kind of what the reception is for the first week of Fortune or uh, Fort of the Damned. And for the most part, they seem to really like uh, how we like it. They're, they're pretty optimistic about how this went down. I would say that the thing that they are, are most um, kind of worried about is just the commendation tracking for the Fort of the Damned uh, completions. It seems like that's been a major issue over this last week, and it feels like they've kind of narrowed uh, down the, the bugs that were causing that, and we're able to actually get that fixed for people. I myself, however, uh, completed two, but only got credit for, I think, one, if I if I recall correctly. So unfortunately, it's one of those situations where I don't, it, it's kind of a bummer that we lost out on the tracking for that commendation. But at the same time, it's not as big of a deal because uh, this is going to be something that's in the game from now on. And I think that's I think it's really nice, but now that now that the bug is fixed, why would now be a good time to actually jump in and try and start working on that for the damned? Well, there's a, a couple reasons why. The first reason was actually covered in the weekly dev update video, and that actually deals with our first return of the Gold and Glory weekend, or aptly put, Ghoul and Glory weekend. And this is going to be starting from October 29th, to November 4th, where you'll be able to get double the experience and double the gold for all things turned in. Now, that that doesn't necessarily mean just stuff from the Fort of the Damned. That is literally anything that you turn in. So if it's been almost an entire year and you've been sitting on that uh, gilded Athena voyage and it's just been hanging out in your pocket and you've been wondering when a good time to use it would be, now would be a really good time to do it. But... I will say, if you plan on doing it, you should probably keep in mind a couple things. One, a lot of people are going to be out hunting people for treasure out during this week. Uh, two, it's really close. That, that's, that Crook's Hollow is super close to the Fort of the Damned. And if you recall, the Gilded Athena voyage dealt with two islands, uh, Crook's Hollow and the Lone Cove. Uh, after that, you got another voyage that actually sent you over to the uh, island that was going to have the three Athena's chests once you completed the multitude of skeletons and digging up chests and cargo. So just kind of bear that in mind as we kind of go into this Golden Glory weekend. I want you all to make sure that you're getting as much treasure as you can, especially if you're the type that likes to go out hunting for treasure as opposed to digging it up or collecting it. Uh, so again, Golden Glory weekend is making a return October 29th through November 4th. And with that, I'm kind of wondering if this isn't something that could make a regular occurrence each month. Um, not necessarily almost a full week of it, but definitely I'd say at least three days. Uh, one weekend out of the month after a new content update has come out, 
affording us the opportunity to really kind of capitalize on there being a lot more people jumping on during this weekend. Uh, if any of you have a Switch and have played Splatoon, you're familiar with uh, the, the the Splatfests that they used to do. And it was great because it was, a, it was an opportunity for players to really capitalize on the event to be able to uh, make adjust, adjustments to their gear uh, on the cheap. And with the Golden Glory weekend, this affords us the opportunity to really bump up rep. Uh, and I think this is going to be great for people who are either really good at defending their ship and taking on forts alone uh, or people that are capitalizing on the alliance system and taking down multiple forts with a large group uh, because with the golden glory weekend getting that double experience really does influence uh, how quickly you can ramp up in your athena's legend uh, your athena rep your Athena's fortune rep and a lot of people are going to be trying to get those Athena chests especially since doing one of those forts should still be faster than actually doing a normal Athena even if you just go and do the uh, regular Athena in the Sea of Thieves where it's going to be a little bit easier I think doing a fort of the damned if you have all the lanterns is going to be faster uh, I, I don't know how I feel right now about Gray Morrow being the end boss for the Fort of the Damned. Uh, sorry, I know that was a weird kind of sidetrack thought, but I'm as I'm thinking about the Fort of the Damned and how I kind of feel overall about it, I love what they've done. I think it's a really interesting decision to completely change up an entire island. Uh, it's it's different in the past. Uh, in the past, we're very used to rare adding stuff or or slightly altering things for the sake of new content that's coming and they do a little bit of slow rollout with this this is definitely a much more dramatic change to the, our world because we don't know what the impetus for it was uh, we just know that it sort of happened and as a result of it just happening it makes me wonder if there's going to be a little more lore that ties into what happened here because as far as I can tell, there's very little explanation as to why this is all happening. But it's definitely clear that there are some catalysts to this. Uh, the return of Stitcher Jim and the Masked Stranger is definitely a catalyst as to why we're getting the Fort of the Damned. The mysterious relics uh, that have been stolen and used for different types of rituals, the dark rituals, definitely was a catalyst to this happening. And Rare is trying to take small emergent events that lead us along a trail to an eventual outcome to hopefully explain why we're doing the things that we're doing uh, in relation to the story that is coming down the line. Because um, as it is, we're still kind of following around what Duke the Dark Lord is telling us to do. Uh, he hasn't directly told us that the Fort of the Damned is something that he wants us to do, but he's uh, giving us the tools necessary to be able to do them in the in, by, by means of, of a ritual skull. And I wanted to kind of pause just a moment to think about the ritual skulls because this was something that i was talking with mina fairy during a stream uh this last week and i kind of came to the realization of a couple things about how sea of thieves is going to proceed beyond this update because as you all know the fort of the damned is permanent 
we are going to be having access to this activatable fort at any given time depending we depending on the fact that we clear all the all the requirements for it getting all the lantern lights and having a ritual skull now as of right now if you are to go to duke you can buy a voyage for free that will send you out to kill a skeleton captain who in turn will drop an order that will then send you to another island to dig up a ritual skull that ritual skull is now the key to be able to starting the fort of the damned but what happens when duke is no longer interested in having us go seek these ritual skulls for the fort of the damned what happens when duke turns his eye on a bigger prize and we're no longer able to just pick up any old voyage from him and find these ritual skulls well i've been thinking about this and some of the thoughts that i had when i was on stream uh, I think would be good for the game. So right now we have Fort of the Damned, which is activatable if you have all the lanterns and you have the ritual skulls. But as soon as this event moves out and we move on to something else to keep our fancy uh, entertained and we are no longer having access to those voyages, we're going to have to find emergent skeletons. And to do that, we're going to have to sail around and actually find these emergent skeletons and then hope that these skeleton captains drop a voyage that takes us somewhere that actually gives us a ritual skull. Uh, usually the drop rate for this has been pretty good. I don't think I've ever run into a skeleton order from an emergent skeleton captain that has not gotten me at least one ritual skull. And the nice thing about these ritual skulls is if you don't even feel like turning the using these as a key for the Fort of the Damned, you can still at least turn them in for 10 doubloons, which is a, it's, it's a good boon. The other way to get a ritual skull is to purchase one for 35,000 gold from Duke. This is going to be something, as far as I understand it, I haven't spent the money on it yet to test this. But as far as I understand it, this will allow you to dig up a ritual skull on the outpost, which screams red flags to me i don't i don't know about everyone else but the fact that there's a ritual skull now being buried on the outposts is a little too close to home for me because i feel like the outposts are governed by the trade companies and the fact that duke is now hiding relics of dark magic in the island area where these other trade companies have no knowledge of it kind of mm, doesn't make me feel 100% sure about what his motivations are for this other than greed now bear in mind I, I totally understand he wants gold I want gold I'm willing to trade some gold for the opportunity to get more gold but other than emergent skeleton captains and paying a fair amount of gold to Duke the Dark Lord in exchange for the opportunity to try and do a Fort of the Damned there's not really much chance that you'll be able to complete these once the event is done. So two things. One, I really advise everyone who's out there to try and get as many of these forts completed during this update as possible when everyone's working on collecting ritual skulls, doing alliances, and it's a lot more beneficial for everyone to try and get the completion number done. Now, I've done a few of these, and 
killing the skeletons is actually the easy part uh digging up the skeleton or the ritual skulls and finding stitcher jim and talking to him are the easy part the hard part will definitely always happen to be the amount of time it takes to kill gray morrow and complete the actual fort the other thing that i wanted to bring up was post update and an idea that i thought of when i was uh speaking with mina fairy during my stream about how they could incentivize players who are kind of working on this after the update and one of the ideas that i had was being able to get a ritual skull from a traditional fort as one of the items inside the actual vault now this would go in line with a few things one the the forts are considered tributes to to captain flameheart so all of the Items on the inside are all intended for him. If they were able to put in a ritual skull for a regular fort, you could go and easily complete one of the numerous forts that are up on a much regular basis and safely secure a fair amount of treasure as well as getting a ritual skull so that if you do go over to the fort of the damned activate it and lose everything then at least you've still gained a regular forts amount of loot. But getting a ritual skull from a fort would be a good way to make sure that there is a for sure chance that you don't necessarily have to kill or find an emergent skeleton captain and you could directly go load up your ship sail over to a fort complete it get the skull and then go sail over to the fort of the damned and complete it and that would not and that that would just be one more tool available to us because completing 50 of these is quite the task if any of you have taken on captain gray morrow or the shade of gray morrow as it as it appears in game you know that it's a long fight it's a it's an arduous fight and it's something that can definitely open yourself up to being attacked even if you're in an alliance uh, unless you have a full server's worth of an alliance there's always an opportunity that someone's going to get a, a crazy hair and that doesn't even take into account the fact that your alliance could break up and betray you as well so with all of that being said i think that rare has in place an amazing way for people to drum up excitement on a server especially for those pirates that like that pvp the emergent pvp not necessarily what's going on in the arena because that's all very very calculated with very specific garden walls and within that garden everything adheres to the rules of the game when you're an adventure the rules are out all you have are your tools and all you can expect are new and interesting ways for players to try and get your treasure because let's be honest <laughs> it's your treasure i i love that rare has done this uh, i think it's a great thing that they're pulling out the golden glory weekend from the 29th to the 4th to incentivize players to get back out there and one of the things that i thought was going to be really kind of nice and i can't I can't remember if I talked about this when I was actually uh, doing last week's episode. But in case I didn't, I did want to bring up the fact that Joe has confirmed now beyond Twitter that they are currently working on bringing in a second pirate emote wheel. And to hear him actually confirm it on the on the actual YouTube channel feels like it's a little more uh, a little more like sooner rather than later because he, he mentioned that they want to try and get this in in the next update it seems like it would be an easy amount of tech to actually do you just take the amount of code that you have associated with the current pirate emote wheel and then 
pull it over to the code that has the ability to switch your items, mash it all together, let it bake for a little bit, and then voila, uh, you have the opportunity to carry as many emotes, well, up to an additional eight emotes uh, that you're now purchasing. Because a lot of those are actually really good, and it's hard to choose all the time what ones you want. Sometimes you just want to be able to express yourself better. And I love that, that they're consistently working on stuff that's coming into the game uh, that revolve around what the community wants. Um, so many times you hear about other games adding in new content, but the content that they're bringing in has little bearing, little bearing on what the actual community wants. Um, not that I want to get into it, but Fallout 76 is kind of where I'm hinting uh, about that, that content. And um, it, it's a shame that other games uh, have these issues where they're not necessarily as in touch with their community the way that I think Rare is when it comes to development. Now, I know there's going to be people listening to this that are like, Logan, no, you're insane. There are so many things that we've been talking about needing in the game that they just aren't doing. And yes, I have my own list as well. And we keep bringing those things up in the hopes that eventually where we'll get to them. Because I know that they want to get to them, but I also recognize that they have their own dreams and their own plans, and this is a job for them, and they want to work on something that they want to work on and make sure that they're still keeping us happy. So the fact that they're even willing to entertain the stuff that's coming from the community is is nice, and it, it's a great reminder to me that I could be enjoying a game, loving it, and work in, in trying to work with a, a company that doesn't care what I think. Um, now, I don't think any company ever does, but there's definitely a disconnect with other companies compared to the games that they are playing. Uh, something I don't really want to get too deep into on a Sea of Thieves podcast, but maybe maybe in the future for a short leave episode, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about that. Um, moving on. <laughs> Next item on today's docket, I did want to bear some good news. Um, in light of all the stuff that's been going on with Loot Crate, um, many of you have reached out and I went in and confirmed that it looks like they're actually getting those July crates that we all purchased out by the end of October. If you haven't, I would I would strongly recommend you reaching out to them and checking to see why it hasn't been shipped yet. Um, I found out that mine should be coming by the end of the month. Uh, I don't know that I'll actually be here to pick it up, but thankfully someone will be here to be able to uh, pick it up from the from the actual delivery person. But it's it's been a long time coming for Loot Crate. I understand that they've had some serious issues and their company almost went out of business, at which point we probably would have all been refunded and never actually received these. But it definitely bears uh, some, some time to talk about that I'm excited that these are coming. Uh, I've been wanting to get these uh, Kraken uh, Skeleton Ship bookends for a while. It's the only reason I even bought the subscription when they delayed it. I let it lapse too long and ended up purchasing the Oct uh, the August one as well. Uh, once I found out that that had happened, I canceled the account and waited to see when I was going to be actually getting them. We didn't get them later on. 
now it looks like at least the July one for mine is shipping out by the end of the month. I should be able to get it. It's in California as I speak. Um, I don't know when I'm going to be getting my August one, but I'm definitely going to be keeping track of it, even though I don't really necessarily care what's in it. I didn't want it to begin with. Uh, I wish that everyone didn't have such a poor experience with this because when you're passionate about a game and you really want some stuff for it and you're looking forward to something that's coming out and there's something exclusive like this, you really hope that the company that's executing this would actually <laughs> actually come through for you. And it looks like that's what this is. That looks kind of like what's going on here. It looks like we're finally going to be able to get this, but it's a long time coming. Um, and, and I've never... I've, I can't say that I've ever been the most patient of people, um, but I'm glad that, that we're starting to get some resolutions with this. Uh, I'm definitely going to be a lot more cautious about ordering stuff from companies that uh, I don't really think that, that their business model is a sustainable one. Uh, but hopefully this is the last of the, the troubles that I'll have with this and I can move on to looking forward to when the Sea of Thieves uh, pirate board game is coming out. Um, that's stated to be coming out in, the, in, in November. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, even though I already have the, the, e, the, the PDF file for the actual books, uh, I still have yet to actually dive into those because as it's been stated, there's a lot of lore in there and I keep forgetting to actually find it on my, my phone and actually open it up and read it because um, that's probably the only place I'm actually going to sit down and actually read it. I can't sit in front of the computer and not play something. It's, it's too weird. So... Glad to see that that's getting resolved. Um, still no word on the Sea of Thieves store. Uh, that is still down for right now. I'm hoping that they're going to be able to have something come soon for the for, for December. Uh, but I imagine that, you know, when whenever it's up, I'll probably find out and I will probably make sure to let you all know. So that way we can get back to dumping tons and tons of I was going to say gold, but it's not it's not actually gold. It's real money. Uh, dumping lots of real money into these stores so that we can continue to support the company by getting a bunch of uh, cool merchandise to represent. In the meantime, uh, now that I think about it, I actually have merchandise. I know a fair few people who are going to be going to Xbox uh, or XO19. Um, is it 19 or is it 20? Oh, I just blanked out. I think... I want to say 20. No, I'm pretty sure it's 19. Man, I hit my brain sometimes. But I'm pretty sure it's 19. A lot of folks are going to be going to it. Some folks from the Keelhauld community are going to be going there and representing Keelhauld. If you'd like to do so, I definitely would love to see some photos of it since I won't be able to uh, fly out to London to be able to, to do that. Um, I think BlizzCon's the one that I'm going to get to go to this year uh, by the, the good graces of friends and um, loved ones. But uh, moving on, there's not too much else to really talk about with the Fort of the Damned update. I do want to remind everyone that the uh, Pirate Emporium content 
that is that is just for this update once the new update comes in we'll get a whole new slew of uh, stuff and you won't be able to pick up the pets uh, as far as I know the pets are just for this update um, I'm pretty sure that you can still purchase the burden bear figure head and uh, liveries I, I think that the killer instinct stuff is staying God, you know you'd think I'd actually do some research on that but I'm blanking hold on let me I'm gonna double check so I went and I took a quick look at the store it does look like you can still buy the burden bear livery set for the pirate emporium uh, that lets me that, that kind of I mean if past is precedent then I can assume that the uh, killer instinct liveries will be there permanently in the store uh, until further notice and I did check it does say that the skeleton pets are for the damn time limited so just to make sure that if you are looking to actually get those to make sure you actually uh, uh, jump in there and actually purchase those before the November update. Remember that the updates are the second Wednesday of every month. So on the in, in November, uh, whatever the next update is, that's going to be coming on the 13th. So we should still be able to get those up until at least the 12th before the servers go down. And with that, uh, I think it's time to jump into community stories. Um, I don't have a good captain's log this week. I don't I don't really have a good captain's log. Part of that's because I've been playing other stuff this week uh, to help support buddies who have just recently had games come out. I want to make sure that I, I kind of do my due diligence and support their content as well as the Sea of Thieves content. But um, I didn't have a really good story. Everything was pretty low-key. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, I don't always have good stories, but I did get a couple good stories from the community, which totally makes up for it because it's not me just blathering on about my my pirates' uh, awesome stuff. It's actually your stuff, and you're sharing your tales with me, and I love that. I love getting your stories, so let's dive in. All right, next up on today's docket, First Mate's Log. Hey, Captain Logan, this one comes in to us from Tenlo. And Tenlo writes in and says, You've asked for tales of the Sea of Thieves, and I thought I'd share one from a duo sloop arena match last night. It was myself and my trusty crewmate, Valdez Barcrum, against the other fellow pirates. And we started off strong, heading off to um, Old Faithful Island, where a number of chests were hidden. We all know how treacherous that island is for finding chests, and our theory was for me to tap them quickly and pick them up once the, map, once the maps had changed while Valdez took the ship and battled, battled solo. All went well, and while Valdez battled, I steadily found the chests. Finally locating the last one, I sighed in relief as I located all of them and had seen no other pirate. Alas, on opening the new map, I was dismayed to see that more chests had appeared on Old Faithful Island. So I set out again, locating and tapping the chests, cursing the gods on how tough locating chests were until there was only one left. Still, no other team had located a chest, and we had a small lead on them, the others. This time, however, I spotted another pirate. <laughs> As I was approaching the final chest, it was soon clear that I was no match for his skills. 
and so beat a retreat as he found the last chest, knowing I had the location of at least eight others. Lo and behold, though yet more chests had spawned on Old Faithful Isle, despairing that our plan had backfired and we would never get peace of this island. I continued to locate more chests in the hope we would finally be clear. With only eight minutes left, though it was not looking good. Unbeknownst to me, though, Valdez had been a one-man wrecking crew, defending our ship and preventing the majority of ships from setting foot on the island. To the sound of other pirates stating he was moving the chest around and escaping, I continued my seemingly never-ending attempt to tap all the chests. We had lost our lead, and all seemed lost. However, with three minutes remaining, I hit the final chest, and finally, no more chests spawned. Looking across the seas, I suddenly spotted one of the sea dogs' outposts was very near to Old Faithful Isle. Grabbing a chest, I dove into the sea and made for the outpost. The music was swelling in my ears as I drew closer. Then, there was a cry from Valdez. He had been overwhelmed by another crew and was battling to stay afloat. Urging him that I would be there soon, I crawled slower to the Sea Dog ship. Thankfully, Valdez is an experienced sailor. And as the rival ship closed in on him, he threw the anchor down and the ship flew past, winging him with a buffet, leaving him a silver sliver of health. I now reached the ship and handed in the chest in as the final swell of music began. I dove to a mermaid to help keep our badly damaged ship afloat. On arriving, though, Valdez had things in control, and as I started to bail, the final call was made. It had taken 13 taps on chests, one by handed in and some excellent aggressive slooping by the Valdez, but we snatched victory at the very last moment. A most satisfying fight, but I now shudder when the gold hoarders send me to Old Faithful Isle. Hope you enjoyed this. As always, looking forward to your podcast and enjoyed the Shore Leave episode too. All the best on the seas. Cheers. Tenlo, thank you so much. It sounded like an exhilarating story for sure. I was so glad to hear that you came out with a wind at the end. And I have to say, Old Faithful Isle is just one of those islands I think a lot of people should become better acquainted with. It's an amazing island there are a ton of different places that you can go on it and i know it's daunting looking at how big it is and how hard it is to traverse but there's instances where information like that is far more worthy than i think some people give credit for now crooked mast on the other hand that can sink into the ocean and go away it's easy to navigate treacherous to slave away on and i can't help but think of just how much i hate the snakes and skeletons there i can't seem to ever get a bit of luck on that island next up on first mate's lock i did want to come in with another story this one's going to be a little bit longer and it comes in to us from secluth rogue now if you don't know secluth rogue is making a new podcast for sea of thieves that is very similar to these first mate logs in a very long form sense and their podcast is called the brethren of the coast so make sure you get a chance to go out and give them a subscribe support other podcasters doing content for sea of thieves as well as my own he writes in and says too long for me to put into the first mate 
mate's log thread, so here's a contribution to the first mate's log. So I set about one evening by my lonesome, making a go at a solo run. I indulge in these on occasion, either when the crew is nowhere to be found or when I have time to spare and feel a bit of roving is in order. I spawned in at Ancient Spire and snagged a handful of supplies. These voyages are strictly light on the loads, as most everyone knows that stocking a ship proper is best done in crews of two or more. So with little regard for the perils of the open ocean, I set sail north with the wind at full billow. I made my first berth at Barnacle Cay, spying a crate of tea partially buried on the shore. I set her into position that would be a favorable for harpoon shot and made a once over of the cay to ensure I hadn't missed any other passive trinkets and also in the hope of finding some emergent captains. Well, I was rewarded with two kegs, skellies burrowing up from the sand and emerging uh, and engaging in full pursuit. Without hesitation, I retreated to the ship and proceeded to relieve them of their parcels via harpoon. And the single crate from the shoreline. With no other baubles to be had, I safely tucked the kegs away in the nest and set sail east to Crook's Hollow. During the short jaunt to the next island, I spied another sloop with lights aglow, but far off on the horizon, so I paid her no heed. I brought the vessel to bear on the southeast corner and moored her there. Another once over on the island turned up a fruit crate, which was empty, and a dull copper mysterious vessel. These also I brought on board and set sail once more. The next stop was a shipwreck, just to the east of Snake Island, and being that there were no ships at present, I lowered anchor and for a full stop. Three times I surfaced, allowing a wood crate, disgraced skull, seafarer's chest, and a crate of silks to float to the surface whilst I endeavored to gain a breath. I just climbed aboard and was just about to grab it all with the port side harpoon when another, another sloop sailed in from port to stern. The purposes of these kind of excursions is to enjoy the simple aspects of the title without getting bogged down with the crews of skirmishes. And to keep the skills keen, when I come across other ships when soloing, I tend to play nice and freely bequeath any troves of resources aboard. So naturally, I jumped on to the port gun vault and began wailing all the while, saying ahoy, over and over. My greetings were met with cannon fire, and despite my earnest efforts to be peaceable, it quickly became evident that the sentiment was not to be reciprocated. So I switched gears. I patched the single hole they managed to bestow and made my way to the ladder. Knowing that I cared little for the paltry hull aboard, I grabbed a keg and began to shimmy back down the ladder. They circled my sloop, and while barraging the poor vessel, I landed only a few lucky shots, uh, landing only the luckiest of shots, excuse me. Once there was a lull in their fire, I scrambled off starboard stern, top deck, and submerged. When their ship had come about, and was about to cable's length off the port side, I released the hogshead and watched it breach the hull with a violent conflagrance. The enemy vessel listed to port, and the crew dropped her anchor, presumably to bear their broadside gun on the stern and finish their engagement. So while they were busy patching and attacking, I scaled the mast once again and grabbed the second cask. This time, however, 
I leapt from the crow's nest and plunged far under both ships. I could hear hammering from the empty enemy hull as I dropped down, and I knew it was a perfect setup. I had made a little way to the right beneath the enemy ship and set her afloat. The resulting explosion relinquished the telltale sound of a sailor taking a trip to the Ferry of the Damned. I imagine that the duo crew crewed her was not particularly accomplished at either pirating or sailing because just before I made the surface the straggler appeared swimming to my vessel to theirs. As soon as he had their port ladder I shanked him good twice and sent him to meet his partner. Once I had reached their top deck the boat sank with little or no repair to be had. I looked around to see if perhaps there were any stragglers or was not disappointed as again I saw him before he saw me and I had only just gotten their rowboat away from their sinking ship so I dove into the water and swam downward to better obscure myself. The sailor in the hull had respawned just as the ship started to go down and he started to be dragged down with it. He was able to jump off the stern though submerged and spotted the rowboat. As he neared the surface, I shot him in the back and climbed into the rowboat. Instead of taking to the oars and moving about, he stood there, staring at the water surface with a pistol in hand waiting for me to also breach the surface. Knowing that someone had shot him in the back, so I came up from the bow of the rowboat just behind him and shivved him in the back. He made his return to the ferry. He had achieved that small victory at the cost of both ships and the loot we both lost. I smiled and quit the server. Cheers to Cluth Rogue. It's always fun to have these small engagements from time to time when you go out and you don't really have a whole lot to uh, worry about and you, you kind of think you'll have a little bit of fun, but I'm there with you. I, I love being able to just jump into a sloop, set sail, and whatever I find, I find, and if I lose it, oh well. If I don't, great. But I'm glad that you had a good time, and thank you so much for taking the time to read your story. I hope I did it justice, and I hope everyone else enjoyed it. If you have a story and would like to share it, feel free to do so. Feel free to send it in. There's plenty of ways to do it. Uh, this was this one came in through Discord, through a private message from the Keelhaul Discord server. Others I get tend to come in through email. You can always email me at c-a-p-t-l-o-g-u-n at gmail.com. If you'd like to get a hold of me other ways, there's plenty of ways to do it. You can always hit me up at c-a-p-t-l-o-g-u-n underscore l-o-g-u-n at gmail or excuse me yeah at c-a-p-t underscore l-o-g-u-n on twitter if you want to message me on xbox feel free to do so my gamer tag is c-a-p-t-a-i-n-l-o-g-u-n like i mentioned before with discord the show notes always have the link so if you'd like to join the server and help get some uh loot from the fort of the damned there's always uh that present so that you can always jump in a lot of people have been joining as of late and we've had a new influx of crew members to help make sure that they're getting to pirate legend to make sure that they're getting these fort the damned commendations done and a few people are actually jumping in and trying the dual uh sloop or the duo sloop arenas uh to much success a lot of people seem to be really enjoying that um pirates it's going to be a shorter one this week as there's not a whole lot of news and i'm kind of getting ready for my trip so i'm hoping that with next week uh not only will i be able to come back but i may supplant the uh current episode with um one that would actually cover 
the news about what's going on with BlizzCon as well as uh, Luigi's Mansion 3 and my experience with Outer Worlds. But I do want to get in on the seas uh, starting on the 29th to try and take advantage of the Ghouls and Glory weekend. Um, and then when I get back, I'll probably jump back into that more. As it stands, we're just working on commendations right now. Um, I'm loving all the work that people in the Discord are doing to do that. And if you have any interesting stories or if you think, think I missed something, feel free to let me know. You can always send me messages. Let me know that I missed something and I'll try to get it into the next episode as well pirates that's going to do it for this episode thank you so much for listening be sure to share this with everyone else over on youtube or spotify or uh, the discord servers or twitter however you want share the the stories that were told here be sure to share your stories with me and that's going to do it for this episode pirates thank you i love you and i look forward to sailing with you on the sea of thieves